podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Monday on which Liverpool take on Everton at Anfield in the 242nd Merseyside Derby. And I have to say, this feels like the biggest derby in a long time because both teams are desperate for the three points tonight. It's undoubtedly the worst that both teams have been at any point when playing in a derby. Normally, we're good and they're either average or crap. In the first season where Jürgen took over, we were obviously fairly average, but so were they. They finished 11th in the league that season, only you know 13 points behind us, which is quite an accomplishment for the Ev. But normally since then, we've been good. We've been a top four team every season. This season, obviously, we're, well, many miles from a top four team. However... However, win tonight, we go to 32 points. That will have us ninth in the league. Now, that's not great. But we have a game in hand on Newcastle. Win that game, we go to 35 points. We're six points behind Newcastle with the same number of games played. We would be safe then from relegation as well, so that would be nice. Or close to it. You probably need 38. So one more win would get us there. But we'd be six points behind the tune. We still have to play the tune. Win that, and you're only three points off them? I don't know. I guess I'm clutching at straws. Because we're awful at the moment. Like, we just genuinely are an awful football team at the moment. But these tonight, these are dreadful. I know they beat Arsenal and they've got a much better manager now than they did three weeks ago. And they're an actual football team now as opposed to a collection of lads told to go out and run around a bit. But Jesus Christ, we should be beating them tonight. Now we've got a bunch of injuries, as we know. We're not expecting Virgil or Bobby to be back in time for tonight, but Jota could make the bench which, you know, would be a big boost and at least give us a bit of a threat to come on. Diaz is still out, Artur is still out, Ibu's still out. Thiago, there's different reports. Initially, he was just a doubt for this game. Then we saw Sam Wallace 
say he could be out for four weeks. Now, Sam Wallace has reported a few things on Liverpool in recent weeks, and none of them have really been all that accurate. So I don't know what to say. If he misses four weeks, we're we're in major trouble because that will take him out of the Newcastle game, out of both Real Madrid games, and we could well be screwed with that. But if we get Jota back tonight, then that gives us an option to come off the bench with a bit of pace, a bit of purpose. His direct style is horrible to play against. The midfield is where where we have concerns. Now, obviously, there's a lot of talk about centre-back tonight. Could Nat Phillips come in, given Matip has been poor for what's basically a full year now? Gomez hasn't exactly done well this season. So could Nat Phillips come in? Is there any reason to bring Nat Phillips in if Calvert-Lewin is a doubt for this one? Probably not, because the alternative is going to be Mopey. And with Mopey, you want someone more like Joe Gomez to mark him. You could gamble and Calvert-Lewin might, might end up being fit, but I just don't see that playing Nat Phillips is the answer to anything. Unless you want to change the shape up a bit and go to something more reminiscent of what we used against City and try and invite Everton on, but Everton won't. They won't attack. They won't come and try and play. They're going to come, sit in, and try and outwork us and catch us on the counter-attack. So the risk is if you try and match that, you just end up with a stalemate where everybody kicks each other in the middle of the park. But if we open up against them and give that midfield of theirs the opportunity to try and run, we will be in trouble because Onana and Dukure absolutely monstered the Arsenal midfield and the Arsenal midfield is significantly better than whatever non-Tiago midfield we can put out. Now, I've seen some suggested teams that have Milner and Henderson starting in midfield with Keita That midfield doesn't work. People point to Old Trafford last year and say, oh, it worked then. Well, it didn't really. Milner got hurt after 20 minutes. Think back to the first 20 minutes of that game. Yes, we're one up, but they missed two good chances because our midfield was asleep. When Curtis came on, that's when the midfield started to work. For me, tonight, the midfield I want to see is Curtis... Besetic and Keita, Naby on the left, Curtis on the right. I know it's a young, inexperienced midfield with Jones and, and Stefan, but at least they have a bit of exuberance about them. At least they'll care. They might tackle. You know, seeing people say, oh, bring him, bring, bring Henderson back in for his fight. What fight? Guy averages less than one tackle a game. There's no physicality with Jordan Henderson anymore. He doesn't offer that. He hasn't offered it in a long time. Let's stop pretending he's only been poor since the World Cup. Let's stop pretending he's only been poor this season. He was awful last season and poor the year before that. It's three years since he's been good. Three years. Atletico Madrid away in the Champions League. He had a stinker that night. He got injured. He'd come into it in good form. 
He'd had four good months in that season, the title-winning season, from when Fabinho got hurt in October, or November rather, up to then. He'd had four good months. He got hurt in that game, and he hasn't been good consistently since then. You can't point to any period of time where he's strung together three good performances in a row. He just can't. He doesn't offer anything off the ball. And he's poor on the ball. Milner is 37 or 38 years of age and shouldn't be at the club anymore. And his best positions, best performances for the last probably three years have all come at right back. In games where we've been nice and compact. But he's also had a bunch of stinkers at right back. Remember Chelsea? Mudrick embarrassed them. Mudrick's looked awful against non-James Milner right-backs in the Premier League. Milner shouldn't be an option tonight. Henderson shouldn't be an option tonight. Allison, Trent, Robbo left-back. Pick two from three. Matip, Gomez, Nat. At this point, I don't really care. The midfield, Curtis... Or Ox, because at least he can run Stefan and Nabi. And then up front, go with Gakpo through the middle, Mo and Darwin either side. I'd rather see us play a different shape, but I, I don't imagine we will. I think it'll be 4 3 3 again because, you know, why change what doesn't work? But they're going to become in confident. Confident that they can beat us because we're not very good and they're, well, they're garbage, but they were very, very good last weekend. And Sean Dyche will convince them that they can beat us. It was nice having a weekend where Liverpool didn't play. It was. Got to enjoy the football. Got to watch Ireland win the rugby. Great performance against the French. Got to watch Celtic put on an outstanding performance. And yesterday, didn't bother with much of the football. Watched the Super Bowl. Great, great weekend. Lovely. Not as nice a weekend as my man Damo had, or young Downey had a great weekend for himself as well, but it was grand. No Liverpool to ruin anything. But here they are tonight. Setting up to ruin the week, potentially. And I know I started by saying top four is not completely gone, and it's not. Like, it just isn't. When you're two games in hand, and you're six points off top four, with Newcastle and United still to play, but... Does anyone trust this team right now? Maybe when Van Dyke comes back, when Thiago comes back, when Diaz comes back, maybe. But we had them all early in the season. We were awful as well. Jurgen's fighting back. He's he's been quite gnarly in some of his press conferences, which is nice to see. 
And there's been some reports that he's laid into the players a couple of times, and, and that's good to see as well. But I don't know. It, it just it seems like this season is, is very much slipping away. It's completely unacceptable for us to be where we are in the league. Completely unacceptable. But we have played the least amount of games in the league this season, largely because this game is tonight. And if we can win tonight, then we can start to maybe claw back some ground. Because you look at the teams above us, Chelsea are awful. Brentford are a good team, but they're not better than us. They're just not. I know they hammered us a few weeks ago. They're not better than us. Fulham are not better than us. Brighton are not better than us. I mean, Spurs have been a mess. They just lost 4-1 to Leicester. They're 10 points clear of us. They have played three games more, admittedly. But they've got 10 points more on the board. Newcastle, they haven't won in like six. They've won one game in like six or seven. They can't score goals. They don't concede any goals, but they can't score goals. They've drawn 11 times this season, only 10 wins. United are not good. They're third in the league. City are miles off what they have been in the past. And Arsenal, they're the most fugazi team I've ever seen. Everton beat them. Brentford should have beat them. They can cry all they want about the VAR decision. Brentford were the better team. Any kind of physicality will cause Arsenal serious trouble. That is a soft team. Physicality and aggression can be the We should have beaten them. We were dreadful and should have beaten them. But they got three massive refereeing decisions in their, in their favour. Like, this is not a good league. It's not a good league at all. Hence, Arsenal are top. All they've had is consistency. They're not a great team by any stretch. Our 18, 19, 19, 20 or 21, 22 teams wipe the floor with everybody in this league. We have any of those teams. We would be running away with the league. Running away with it. 20 games, I reckon we'd have 19 or 20 wins. We'd be putting together a run like we did in 1920. Running away with the league. Because it's awful. It's a bunch of meh teams. Varying degrees of meh. There's plenty of stuff on This Is Anfield. Plenty of stuff, I'm sure, on Liverpool.com. On Anfieldindex.com, we've got four new articles. Should Liverpool incorporate a 4-4-2 system in the derby written by Stephen Smith? Four forwards to move forward, written by David Davis. Uh, Why Mason Mount might not suit our regeneration, written by Stephen Smith. And Will Spearman promotion, a positive start, nothing more, written by David Davis. Good news on Will Spearman being promoted to replace Ian Graham. Um, Will is probably the smartest person at the club by a considerable margin as a particle physicist who you know, was educated between Harvard and uh, a Fulbright scholar, worked for CERN, 
before joining joining us. How many people in the history of mankind have had such a an odd job history? CERN working with a super collider to a football club. Madness. He's a genius. Like an undeniable genius. Kind of looks a little bit like Sheldon Cooper. Kind of. But yeah, him staying is is great news and him getting promoted is good news. I know the internal promotions haven't worked for us in the past. But I'm not necessarily sure that's down to the individuals who were promoted rather than the atmosphere around them. But I think for Will Spearman to have agreed to stay, I think something's happened that's a positive for us all. So fingers crossed. Uh, We have a couple of new podcasts up as well. There's a rival recon, Harry Setti, looking ahead at this Everton game. And then myself and Carl did a scouted where we looked at the transfer window and um, gave our views on some of the transfers, our favourite ones, our least favourite ones. So give those a listen there. And that's it from me. I will see you tomorrow for more misery, um, maybe some shouting. And uh, yeah, enjoy your evening. And hopefully we can all enjoy the game. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.